this episode, based on one of my popular blog posts, is my advice when it comes to deciding what kind of horse you want to have. It's about goals and excuses and one of the biggest lies that I've heard in the horse world. Okay, here we go. Episode 86. Listen to this before you buy a horse. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. There is one sentence that I hear way too often among students, and it's the biggest lie that's in the horse world. Well, one of them anyway. And here's the sentence. If my horse was too easy, I wouldn't learn anything. As an educator committed to empowered learning, I literally wince every time I hear that. I call it the sentence. <laughs> it is a myth passed down from one frustrated student to another. Other students and young riders mistakenly hear it as truth. However, it is not true. It's a lie to oneself. And I think actually deep down, even the person who's saying it doesn't really believe it. That one sentence is the cause of so many poor choices during horse purchases. And it can be the root of inner frustration and long-term suffering, all disguised as positive attitude. <laughs> now, there are lots of people who love challenging horses and love horse rehabilitation and rescue, and you may be one of those people. And I salute you. The world needs you. Lots of horses need you. And I'm willing to bet that you find that kind of stuff easy and fun, knowing that, you know, quote unquote, easy things still involve a lot of hard work and lots of problem solving. And it's not always safe. So this might not be talking to people like you, but I'm talking to those of you who might be scared of, intimidated by, stuck with, frustrated by your horse on a daily basis, and you're telling yourself the big lie, and you're telling yourself that it's necessary that you struggle or else you wouldn't be learning anything. So here's the thing. You're always going to be learning something. It's just a matter of what you're going to be learning. So the vast majority of students that I meet would love to go up the levels in their discipline of choice. There is so much to learn beyond the novice levels. And so many students never get the chance because the horse they have is too difficult for them or it's just bad chemistry. But somehow this idea, this lie that somehow the horse needs to be difficult or learning needs to be difficult or else, you know, if it's too easy, you're just not learning 
that makes things worse. So ideally, the way to learn how to ride is on a schoolmaster, a horse who's appropriately more advanced than you, and it's easy for you to ride. And that's the best way to get to the part where you actually learn how to do the more advanced movements and learn the nuances of your position and your aids. So, you know, if a schoolmaster isn't a reality for you, then the next best thing is a horse that you just find easy and fun to ride. The chemistry is good. You just get that good vibe when you're on them. So then you can advance together. Totally possible. The two of you can live the dream of learning and moving up the levels, but only if you get along so well that you can actually focus on the new stuff instead of just surviving the warm-up every day. So believe me, doing all the movements of Grand Prix or whatever the upper level of your discipline is and putting it together in a test is hard enough, even on an easy horse. So I promise you, you will have plenty to learn and keep yourself entertained with, even if it seems easy to just saddle up, get on your horse and go move around and feel safe. So my guess is that riders who actually say, if my horse was too easy, I wouldn't be learning anything, actually deep down you know it's not true. Because probably you wish your horse was easier. And so you're probably silver lining it. So you're probably coming up with a positive way to spin it. Now, I'm the queen of positivity, so I can definitely appreciate this. I, I think it's definitely a notch better than walking around saying, this sucks, I'll never get anywhere with this stupid horse. <laughs> you know? All right, it, it's a lot better than doing that. <laughs> and, I, and I also appreciate that sometimes we have the horse we have, and difficult or not, we're actually committed to this particular horse, and we're committed to giving him a forever home. And that's great, that's noble, that's definitely one of your choices. But it still doesn't make the sentence true. True would be, wow, this horse is a lot more challenging than I had hoped for. But I'm deciding to stay committed to this horse and learn whatever I need to and adjust my goals so I can learn even if it's not what I thought it I wanted to learn. Right? So that's totally okay to say this horse is a big challenge for me. It's not what I wanted to learn, but I'm, I choose to commit to figuring him out. That's true. It's not true that if your horse was easy, you wouldn't be learning anything. So I think there's a way to, you know, put a positive, realistic um, description of what's happening without pretending or making up something that, you know, you say that if my horse wasn't easy, I wouldn't learn anything. And, and other people hear it, it just perpetuates this myth. And then people actively go looking for the most challenging horse they can find. <laughs> and it just sets you up for problems. So my question to you is, what do you want to be learning? Every day is a new day, and every day you get to choose. So right now, are you heading in the direction you want to go? Can you truly love the process without having to make up a lie about it not being able, 
about not being able to learn that things are too easy, if things are too easy. So I usually ask the following question to students when they seem frustrated with their horses. And I want to confirm that their current horse partner and their goals match up. So if I see someone who's struggling or having a hard time, I'll say, you know, you have a choice. Would you, would you rather commit to doing what this horse needs or would you prefer to have a different horse? It's a fair question. And I know it can be an emotional question because some people feel bad about, you know, I don't want to part with my horse or I feel like a failure at all that other stuff that we silly humans do. But I think it's really good to ask yourself this question. Would you rather commit to doing whatever this horse needs or would you prefer to have a different horse so you can do your, your goals? So when I ask this question to students, the response I get has been everything from relief. Oh, thank you so much. I was feeling so guilty for wanting a different horse. I thought people would judge me. Or it could be renewed commitment. Oh, I could never part with him. Okay, I'm going to stop feeling bad about how I'm not progressing like everyone else. And I'm actually going to commit deeper to loving whatever the process is with this particular horse. And what I find is that things always become more pleasant for the horse and the rider once this conscious choice has been made or confirmed or said out loud. You know, I guess I want to put a little sidebar in here because sometimes we come to a limit in our riding education, in our riding education, and it's um, not necessarily because the horse is too difficult, but if the horse isn't naturally talented enough for where we want to go. And, and that's okay too. So you might have a horse who's like super easy and you get along with him beautifully, but he's at the end of his physical limits or his talent limits. And you feel like continuing to ride him might not give you the opportunities for new learning based on that horse's limitations. So for example, I, I can remember when I was like 14 and I realized that I really did want to go learn more in dressage and, and eventing. And I knew my first horse wasn't cut out for that. He wasn't going to be able to do it. And even then it wasn't that I stopped learning because he was too easy. The problem was my new goals would have been too hard for my horse. And it wasn't fair for me to expect that of him. So we always need to match what are our goals and who is this horse in front of me and how can we match it? So we need to start with a horse that's right for you. You definitely need to know what you want to be learning before you purchase a horse. Make sure you're getting a horse to make you happy, not just your trainer. <laughs> Those of you with fancy trainers, I have seen so many students buy a horse that the trainer is excited about. And then you know what? The trainer ends up having to ride it all the time. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be my horse. So please look for a horse Look for the easiest of the appropriate horses to learn on. So again, make sure you have one that has the talent, the skill set, the build 
the gates, you know, whatever your goals are, make sure it's appropriate. And then within the appropriate horses, pick the easiest one. I mean, if it's not, not for your sake, for the horse's sake, it's a marriage. And a marriage of any kind is challenging enough, even when you start out with someone super easy to get along with. <laughs> but if it's too challenging in general from the start, there's a much smaller chance that you're going to actually get to the really good stuff. Riding, training, learning with horses is hard enough. Keeping them healthy and happy is hard enough and sound. <laughs> even with the easy ones. You know, even top trainers don't go looking for trouble unless the horse is like super, super, super talented. It's just that trainers often have a wider range of what they consider easy. So you might see trainers getting these really challenging horses and going far with them, but maybe they're not challenging for that instructor. You know, you see the horse leaping and bucking and you're like, oh, wow, that's what super talented horses do. That's what you need if you want to, you know, progress. No, because maybe that trainer's laughing whenever that horse bucks. They don't find it challenging. It looks challenging for you, but maybe not for them. Now, there's something else I need to bring up. You need to beware of self-sabotage. And again, I know I'm not talking to everybody here. But for some of you, be careful if you notice yourself gravitating towards horses that have built in known problems that would definitely interfere with your specific goals. So I'll give you a really obvious, ridiculous example. Your goal is to move up the levels in dressage. But instead of buying the sweet horse that moves for a six and has already gotten scores over 65% with different amateur riders and competitions two levels above anything you've ever done, you decide to buy the super cute gated horse that doesn't know how to trot or canter and has had some trauma in his life and has some behavior problems. Now, yes, you can still learn a lot from that horse. And I have nothing against gated horses. But you're making it really hard on yourself and your horse to even get to the first levels of dressage. Now, if you did manage to accomplish upper levels on that horse, then you'll be a hero and, you know, <laughs> you'll get the accolades. But the chances are small. You know, any success you're, you're going to have is always qualified with, like, considering he's this, that's pretty good for you, <laughs> you know. So, but I, you know, it sounds ridiculous when I probably say it like this. You're like, who would do that? Lots of people, lots of people do the equivalent of that. You know, we all will have challenges that we overcome. And after we succeed, it's fun to look back at everything that we did in spite of the obstacles. It's a nice story, something to feel proud of. However, that doesn't mean that we should go looking for the obstacles. I promise the obstacles will come. It's okay to start with a horse that feels easy and fun for you. So why do some students want to believe the myth, this big lie, 
that it, you're not able to learn from easy horses. I have an idea. Having no excuses can be scary. There's a scenario that I've seen enough times to know that it's a real thing. I call it fear of having no good reason not to succeed. It's otherwise known as fear of success. Here's a scenario. A student has a horse that's, let's say it's mentally, emotionally, and or physically challenging for the rider. And because of all those challenges, she's okay with only small drops of progress or maybe merely surviving the ride. <laughs> she's comfortable with the low expectations her instructor and all the other students at the barn have for her because of the obvious challenges she has to deal with. She's content with the comments from others such as, oh, that's so amazing. You were finally able to get that three-beat canner with Fluffy, I mean, without Fluffy running you into the wall or falling down or bucking you off. <laughs> that student might find it comforting knowing that no one really expects anything more from them. The problem is there might be a feeling in that person's stomach the whole time because deep down, she really does wish she was progressing more. But then, let's say for whatever reason, Fluffy, the challenging horse, is out of the picture. And this student gets a chance to have a super sweet, comfortable, easy to ride, school mastery kind of horse. It's a couple levels above where she is and easy. And the instructor and everyone in the barn is so happy for her. She's worked so hard with Fluffy the Challenging Horse, and now she's ready for this new horse. He's got third level practically memorized. It's a dream situation, and now the student is freaking out. She's kind of frozen, because now she feels the pressure. With a horse like this, if things don't go well, whose fault could it be except her own? The built-in excuse is gone. Now, I know this might be touching a little bit of a nerve with, with some people, and I apologize, sort of. <laughs> I, think you, I think we all need to hear this. It's, it's a human condition. It can feel safe to hide behind excuses. So we need to hear this because I have seen students self-sabotage or go down endless roads of invented problems of saddle-fitting hell or sudden lack of time to ride or, you know, simply to avoid being in the vulnerable position of learning to advance one's riding skills on an easy horse. And that's a shame. It's okay to try and have an easy horse and to still you know, need to learn. <laughs> That's okay. And there's been so many people that I recommend, you know, like you need a schoolmaster. And, they, and they'll say something like, well, no, but I really like training. I want to train it. Yeah, we all want the dream of going from, you know, the black stallion on the beach to winning the Olympics. We all have that dream. But the reality is, even if you get a trained horse that's easy and fun to ride, upper levels is hard. 
it's hard enough to maintain the training on a horse. If you buy a more educated horse and you're able to maintain that training, that is something to be proud of. But we don't want to maybe sometimes subconsciously invent problems and invent challenges or go look for the challenges simply to avoid the vulnerable position of having a good chance of success. <laughs> so, in summary, I'm here to say you can learn a lot, even if your horse is easy, especially if your horse is easy. It's not cheating. It's okay to want to have a horse that makes it easier for you to reach your goals. Anything with horses is already hard enough. And anyone who tells you otherwise is probably someone with a really difficult horse who's frustrated with themselves. <laughs> it's okay to help your challenging horse find a different human. Because for every challenging horse, there's a human who thinks that horse is easy and fun. So we want to do right by him in the process. Every horse deserves to have a happy life and to be adored and to have fun. And it's okay to accept the challenge of your difficult horse if you fully align your goals with your reality and have the right attitude and you can be successful by whatever the definition of success is for you. So by making a conscious choice, you'll still learn a lot. And you and your horse can be happy together. But you've got to make that choice 100%. So whatever your choice, let's go all in and let's make some progress. Whether you need to improve the relationship you have with your horse or find a way, a way to work with him instead of against him, or maybe you need to find a different job description for you and your horse to do so that he can be successful and you can feel safe. Or if you need to prepare him to be someone else's horse, there's always something that you can do to make things better. So what do you choose to learn? And if you are looking for a horse, I hope you take a minute to really reflect on this and treat yourself to the vulnerable opportunity for success and fun. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.